Hey everyone, and welcome back to Grow With The Flow, where we navigate our ever-evolving journey together. Hey guys and girls and gays and gals, welcome back to Grow With The Flow, another episode, another week, another episode. Today is our 17th episode, finally hitting my age mark <laughs> what am i saying oh my god i literally just started the podcast i i don't know i was just i was just like wow finally 17th episode for 17 year old girl and you know what let me just shut up okay hey hey everyone okay hey everyone really awkward start there but um i hope everyone's doing great how are you guys you know trying to just reflect a little bit on like how you're doing this past week um i'm doing great thank you for asking haha <laughs> even if you're not but yeah i'm very excited for today's um for today's episode because we're going to be talking about you know as you could tell by the t- by the title itself we're going to be talking about self-love and acceptance Ooh, oh. ah, i feel like a lot of people especially teenagers our age you know i feel like a lot of um listeners right now are like teenagers i think i saw that demographic it's like around 18 to 20 actually no that's a lie the most i've had for my listeners is ranging from 24 to 32 years old so that's kind of it's kind of weird like a lot of adults are like listening to it probably like bukarisa and her friends i don't know you know i have a lot of fans here and there but yeah well for the most part i know i like i have teenagers listening as well as especially like a lot of my friends are listening to my podcasts and i know that you know us as teenagers we're constantly searching for ourselves and you know how we treat ourselves is very important and i guess well at least for me that's like what i strive to do is to love myself better so then i could give that love unconditionally to people so yeah today we're going to be debunking a lot of you guys's thoughts and insights and questions regarding you know self-love and acceptance because honestly for me i i would say that i have been loving myself since the like throughout the span of um quarantine itself like at least 2021 i was already able to realize and like verbalize and say to myself that i do love myself but then again like sometimes you know when your mental health are not is not like at the right state especially at my current moment um i do think and i do reflect back and i guess my friends help me as well and they kind of ask me questions about whether i did love myself or whether whether i am at a state um that i felt like i'm I have my worth and like I I love myself I guess as a person I keep telling them that like yeah we've covered this before I I I did love myself like well I I do love myself I like since 2021 but then again like I reflect back and turns out I don't think I love myself kind of thing you know it's it's like a whole search you know it's a topic that we always constantly search and for I guess and like there are times where we think that we've already established that like oh I already did love uh, like I love myself since this particular time but then again if you look back at it you've probably haven't you know and so yeah we're gonna we're gonna go through that kind of stage of like self-love and all that stuff and let me just pull up some of the responses that you guys kind of gave me last week i have like a little question poll that i asked for you guys you know for your thoughts and insights about it 
and yeah i hope to be as flowy as possible just because i love the episode before this one about loneliness and like it that's like contrary but like i i do love that episode it was just so flowy it was so nice i'm not gonna lie i did edit that episode though i lost my streak i had to edit that episode well just because like it was just like sort of all over the place and i feel like there was like unnecessary stuff so i just like cut out a little bit of stuff you know but yeah anyways okay 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 okay. we're gonna get into the responses now so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna blabber all day i swear but first <laughs> first response so i okay i basically asked you guys your thoughts on how to achieve self-love and acceptance and this person said pray and slay yes girl yes <laughs> per hey mima i know mima takes it as i love you mima next next um next response we have um Dimulai dari menerima masa lalu, I guess. Okay, so this is like in Bahasa, but I will um, translate it for you guys. So this person just said, you should start by accepting your past. That's very true. That's very true, yes. And I guess I kind of want to tie it with this response, you know? Let's let's tie it together because there's some similar responses here and there. We're going to start it off with this one. Um... Yes, accepting accepting your past is important, yes. And this one, I think this ties up together. This person said, well, this person had like four replies because the question box is like way too little. Like you can't type a lot. But yeah, gotta realize that no one cares as much about your flaws as you do. And you gotta be the one to love yourself when others don't. And also that TikTok trend when you say bad stuff about yourself, you remember that you're also talking to your childhood self. And it reminds yourself that you'd 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 never do that to them omg i don't know if that made sense haha <laughs> i typed so long sampai lupa <laughs> thank you to this person no but but i'm pretty sure everyone gets it I, i at least i get it so yeah i'm actually not on tiktok um it's been at least i've been clean i have been clean from tiktok for at least a year now i guess i guess it's been a year it's been quite a long time i'm not even kidding like i i haven't touched it since last year and i guess like last year okay it hasn't been a year that's for sure but like september of last year i don't know it's been quite a while but anyways i do know that trend though because it's up on like some instagram reels and yeah i've seen it a couple times on my feed it's basically if you don't know the trend is basically when you say mean things about yourself like when you think that you don't love yourself or you question your worth or all that stuff that you say about yourself basically like your inner voice trying to overpower your mind kind of thing and the trend is to like you know look back at your baby self or like your inner child that you have right there and it's like it, it basically goes like when you say you don't love yourself but then you look at your like you're saying this to them the them is like your inner child your your baby self basically and they post like a little picture of you know your your younger self basically and yeah i think the two responses about you know accepting your past and also tying it up with like your inner child kind of intertwines with each other Just because, like, I guess this is something I've been struggling as well. Um, growing up, I know everyone has baggages. And I particularly, like, obviously, I have my own baggages as well. And I guess, you know, well, <laughs> well, okay. Um, I guess for me, it's just kind of difficult. Because I guess I just started accepting my past. literally you know because having mindful conversations with my friends and especially we're always constantly talking about how you know we're evolving you know as a person and we kind of question like why how how and why did we get to the state right now and we kind of look back at like our past and how it builds up 
this like it's a building block of life and like that's why we become the person that we are now because of you know how we were raised um our past and like basically also and 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 that could change actually because you know you surround yourself with different types of people as you grow up and the communities you're surrounded with and it just defines who you are now you know you you could definitely change from your past but it starts by accepting it and i guess i just started realizing um when my friends and i are like talking you know earlier this year and um I finally just sort of accepted like those dark pasts that I have within myself in my childhood and I never really I've never really wanted to accept that I didn't want to be known for that I guess and I guess through accepting my past it kind of made me empathize emphasize whoa, 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 em- empathize empathy empathy empathize yeah empathize with myself yeah i kind of empathize with myself i guess and it, it brought up a lot of emotions because like it's it's a huge step you know when you're accepting the past that you have that you've been putting off for so long or you didn't want to know about that old you i guess or you're just pushing it back never really like acknowledging how you were back then or maybe you've actually never realized that you were undergoing a certain thing during your past or you were for instance in a toxic relationship and you never really knew that or you were well i don't know there's like a lot of things well you could be like in in a in just in in a horrible environment or like you were like somehow addicted to something well i don't know there's like a lot of things but by accepting your past i guess for me it it was quite a huge step and so because of that i kind of became mm, let's just say like I, let's just say it was just like a lot of like empathizing with myself and my inner child sort of but i i haven't really healed from it i'm in a stage where well well now now i would say that i'm trying to heal from it but i guess it, well it's not even that crucial i feel like it's not even that bad for me really for sure but back then when i just started accepting my past it was uh it was messy because a lot of emotions start flooding through and i i guess i I had to undergo a lot of things, uh, PTSD, not PTSD, I don't want to be self-diagnosing, it's not good to self-diagnose, but it's just that a lot of flashing memories start, like, coming at me, I guess, and, like, it's part of the acceptance, and and it's part of, like, um, how do you call this, like, it's, like, uh, you have baggages, but it's, like, it flows through you, and I was trying to, like, intertwine that together with myself and my current state like i don't want it to be messing up with my current state just because i am finally acknowledging something that i should have acknowledged in the past you know and um that was like a lot of processing to do but it did um i i had a war with my mind i guess but it also did help me you know gain more uh, maturity gain more knowledge and uh, just gain more of myself i never knew that i deserved a lot more actually especially looking back at my inner child i i felt like she deserved more than i did right now i feel like i'm more privileged i would say in a in, in the current state that i'm in right now and uh i wish that my inner child would have that i guess it's really sad but yeah i i've had people you know this one time i uh this month actually i had a meet up with uh, some church friends it was actually a farewell it was a farewell party because a lot of us are graduating and uh we were meeting up together and I haven't met this people in so long because the last time I met them it was on screen and so this was like the very first ever meeting in person and 
you know, to one of the icebreaker questions is to, you know, you know, because like everyone else haven't even met, like we're in the same page where we haven't even met each other. It's been like years, you know, since quarantine. And we met, you know, this month, earlier this month. And one of the questions for the icebreaker, you know, because we need to get a, you know, <laughs> we need to like, yeah, have icebreaker questions, I guess. And one of it was, uh, what was the fondest memory of your childhood? And I I straight up couldn't think of anything. And I literally was just like, because I, I literally couldn't think of anything when it comes to my childhood. I, I remember it was a hard time for me as a child, really. But growing up, I, I would say that I have gained and attained the luxury that I didn't have when I was a child. And so I guess that's like making up for my childhood, I guess. But it's also part of growing and seeing life in a different perspective. So it... it it kind of like intertwines with each other i guess but like the point was i literally just straight up when it was like my turn because it's like we were going in a circle and when it comes to my turn like i was just like dude honestly i'm gonna be honest i literally have no idea i i don't have any fond memory of my childhood i i don't remember anything like anything good in a sense you know and then you know everyone laughed because like i made it like in a jokey way but it was like actually true like i actually didn't think that my childhood was like all fun and stuff it's it's actually something I don't want to look at, really. So I guess what I'm trying to say from this is that sometimes now, um, you know, during my fragile sort of state where I was like accepting my childhood, now I'm kind of looking back at the things I would, well, not me, I guess, my my inner voice, which we will talk about later because it's it's very important. Inner voices actually plays a huge importance in defining sort of your worth. And, it, well, you know, we're going to get into that. But the point is... Um, I guess what was he saying what the heck dude i like fully blanked out oh my goodness okay this is very embarrassing um inner child childhood inner child inner, inner child inner, oh right, right okay <laughs> okay so like when you're talking to yourself sorry my bad my bad oh my goodness because i was like looking at my phone and i was like scrolling up and down i shouldn't have done that okay and the point is the point is um i was scrolling through the questions by the way not like any other social media apps but anyways so when you're talking to yourself, when your inner voice is sort of overpowering, well, you shouldn't be overpowered by your inner voice, first of all, which we will get into that. But when your inner voice is louder than your mind itself, you know, it sort of gives you these negative thoughts that you know it's not true by yourself, but it just does, you know. And you can't really, like, push back your inner voice because that's sort of like your defense mechanism as, like, a human being. It's, it's for you to, you know not get into trouble or for you to you know find morality i guess not really it's just like a simple example would be like if for instance you're you know trying to be in a good healthy eating state you know like healthy habits and all that stuff and um for instance you want to be scrolling on tiktok or on your social media apps for hours and hours your inner voice can generate itself and say things like hey agnes don't like don't like open tiktok because you're gonna regret it later you're gonna do you're like don't do it you're don't do it you're gonna regret it later don't do it that's what your inner voice does you know it's like it's to help you but sometimes when it overpowers you it says things that like what's wrong with you or like why don't people like you you're so unlikable look at your body or like you can't get this many friends you know it's it's overpowering your mind and when you get into that state and you reply back to your inner voice and you're acknowledging and you're sort of like letting your inner voice speak louder than yourself it sort of like makes yourself like believe in that and well that's like the whole point of the inner voice is you know when it's too much it makes you believe in it and at the same time i guess you just say mean things and you do mean things to yourself 
you know and sometimes you're just subconsciously doing that and i guess it's important to look back in your inner child and i guess i should have like mentioned this earlier but basically if no one really knows what am i saying about like the inner child an inner child is basically like your subconscious like self you know because everyone was a child and so you know you know what it is to be like a child i guess for people who have good childhoods or just like in general you're a child right but it's you know when you you look back at that inner child of yourself you have this inner child because you were once an well, you were once a child and so you have this like childlike sort of attitude you know that kind of thing i might be like defining it like incorrectly but the point is that your inner child it's sort of like your past self your your little self you know and and it's in you it's engraved in you it's in there and sometimes when you have a wounded inner child based on your past it can trigger a lot of uh, a lot of things and and how you are today and shapes you to who you are today that's why uh people have abandonment issues for instance <laughs> aka mu or like a bunch of other people that i know of and uh there are a lot of other issues that stems you know from your childhood and that's why people always say childhood is like the key you know it's like very important because you know it it will become something when you grow older it's like a habit or it's like a way of life kind of thing so yeah i guess i would just advise you guys when you get into a point where you talk really badly about yourself because your inner voice or external people parties or whatever are saying mean things about yourself just know that it's not true and you need to find your worth first first of all you need to acknowledge that you do have worth and you are worthy of a lot of things you're worthy of affection of care of good relationships with people of good things in life basically of love of all of these things that are pretty much good and by acknowledging by whoa what the heck i can't english for one second by acknowledging that you are worthy and you have a sense of worth you then can overpower and sort of have this balance with your inner voice because it is important to be rooted with love and i guess that's why you know parenting styles can affect how you view yourself and it's good to have communities to always you know show you affection and show how much you are loved and how you need to love yourself because everyone loves you and you should be able to love yourself as well as much as you think that you don't have that many friends or you don't feel the love anywhere it just starts within yourself not like it's kind of useless where you have a lot of people saying that they love you but if you don't believe it you're not going to take their word for it so it's always important to be rooted back to yourself and be able to love yourself first by loving yourself is to acknowledge that you are worthy of good things and when you know that about yourself and you carry that within yourself when your mind overpowers you and say things that like oh look at you you can't beat her or him look at you you're so you're so like it's always like they're always degrading you for some reason and it's always negative and you know they just say mean things and they want you to believe it you know your inner your inner voice wants you to believe that you know but if you have control over it you know because you need a balance if you have control over over it and you believe in yourself that no you know you're not right no that's wrong like i i don't believe in that i stand in love i stand in loving myself in knowing my worth in knowing my potential and knowing that I deserve care and good relationship and love and all that stuff. It can overpower all those things that your mind is trying to tell you. And because of that, you can look back at your inner self and be like, you know, 
sort of like remembering that like you know when you were younger would you have said this to yourself when you were younger to that little tiny self of your you know self i guess like would you say that to baby you i guess you know it's kind of sad to think about it like i guess the the tiktok trend kind of like no not really got me emotional i, I guess but it's like hmm, that is like a good point to make you know just remember that when you're saying things to yourself remember that like you would you ever say that to your baby self you know because that gives you that sense of empathy and that you know kind of like triggers your mind like oh shoot like i know my worth i wouldn't even say that one to myself when i was younger why would i say that to myself now pretty sure she wouldn't want to hear it you know and yeah i guess i hope that really helps though but i really like that concept yes um about like obviously accepting your past no matter how bad it is or how tragic it is and how maybe you really just want to close that chapter and never like open it ever again there's going to be a certain point in life where that's going to open up because if you have never really accepted or never healed from your past it's gonna open up in the future it's gonna cause all these like issues you know like like mine for instance <laughs> but yeah there's gonna cause these, a lot of these issues and that's why i guess this past month has been honestly it's been a really really fun month honestly well there are so many ups and downs i guess this year has been really difficult for me but there has been a lot of ups and downs a lot of uh, realizations a lot of um, reflecting and a lot of just acknowledging a lot of things that i didn't know about myself at the same time battling with my mind that's been like the oh my god that's been so emotionally draining or like just just very tiring in general but i need to do it somehow and i need to start now or else when you know and obviously i want to be in good shape when i get into university so i'm not gonna be i don't want to be like super fussy with my mind and all that stuff but i will you know obviously there are gonna be times where my mental health drops down but there are gonna be times where it becomes assertive again and so i want to get to that state where my mental health is assertive but even if i'm not especially now i am willing to like obviously help myself and get myself out of a rut and so one of it is to bounce back and love myself again because it is difficult but you and I, we're in this together, and yes, no matter how bad your past is, always try to acknowledge it, and always try to, like, be kinder to yourself, <laughs> like, always realize that, you know, when you were younger, you know, you didn't know all these things that happened to you, be kind to yourself always, because that's what your inner child or your younger self would wanted, would have wanted, so, yeah okay 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 we're gonna move on to the next question that took like 20 minutes okay wow um well this one's really interesting if the universe have no principles the only principles left oh relevant wait i'm gonna read that again so sorry my bad i don't know why i couldn't read for one second there but i'm gonna read this again if the universe have no principles the only principles relevant are the ones we decide on if the universe have no purpose then we get to dictate what its purpose is your life is yours. Basically, optimistic nihilism. <laughs> that is very interesting. Optimistic nihilism. I actually just got into the term itself, uh, I guess, two years ago. Two years ago when I discovered Extra Dynamic Podcast by Ashley. Your mom, Ashley. Love her. Love her so much. She inspired me to actually start a podcast. Um, obviously, like, years later. But during 2020, I was already intrigued by the idea of talking on the mic with no one around. But, yeah, still, still cool. Still cool. And she had this podcast about existential crises. Like, she has, like, an ex existential crisis. And she had Amber her sister come in 
and I guess Andrew went in as well, which is her brother, basically. They're like siblings, the three of them. And they were talking about optimistic nihilism. I've never heard of that term before. And so it was really intriguing. And I think I did a little bit of research, but most of the times I was just like listening to Ashley and Amber, like the two sisters, like talking about how they've gone through like existential crises and how to be an optimistic nihilist. And basically, I guess this kind of intertwines with, um, I get where this person is coming from though with optimistic nihilism. So if no one really knows the idea of optimistic nihilism, it's um, basically rooting from the core itself, like uh, the core of the whole, you know, because optimistic nihilism is like a concept, or I guess it's a, um, okay, I'm getting all the definitions wrong, really, don't, don't roast me, but um, I'll just say it's basically like a concept you do, um, it's like a way of thinking, sort of, yeah, it's a way of thinking of like being optimistic against like these certain things that has no answers and um, yeah, basically in life, basically. So just to debunk a lot of things, um, you know how like we're in the universe, you know, we're here placed in the universe and a lot of the times we need to make sense of everything and we need to have this sense of control as human beings over everything and, and getting the answers to everything and sometimes we don't have the answers to everything and one of it is understanding the universe itself and what it does is that basically, you know, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people I guess have gone through existential crises. I mean, I got into existential crisis when I was uh, in seventh grade. I remember I was in uh, Jackie's dad's lab because Jackie's dad is our um, science teacher. I remember that, and we were all gathered up in his lab and we were just like talking for what are we doing? We were like eating too. You're not supposed to eat in a lab, but anyways, we were eating in the lab for some reason. We weren't about we were supposed to do that, but we were eating lunch in our lab and. Uh, me and a group of my girls and basically we were like a group of my friends and uh we uh we talked about like these certain theories of like afterlife and what's actually going to happen after you die because you don't actually know what's going to happen and i myself i'm a christian and a bunch of my friends are we also go to a christian school even though it's like christian basis but we're not like super christian like we're not like super you know like super firm believers like yeah yeah we believe but it's like just as a form of like way of life and thinking and you know the the way we live basically but we are we're not like super obsessive over it you know it's not that type of school we're very diverse but anyways we referred back to the bible there are some people that are like buddhist and so we like shared information on what you know their belief systems kind of talked about like during the afterlife and one of the theory there's so many theories it's like you know there's there's a what do you call it reincarnation there's like this thing this theory where like you go to a room and it's like a black room with a table and then um there's going to be like a person with a black cloak or something and they're going to ask you to like walk out a door or something there's there's a lot of theories and we don't actually know what's going to happen in the afterlife and so like it freaks out it like freaked us out because we're like 13 years old like trying to figure out what's what's going to happen when we die you know and like which is so weird because we're literally eating lunch in the lab like in the chemistry lab which is like, we could have died, but like, whatever. Anyways, thankfully we discussed it. <laughs> but we were just like confused because it's like, it's it's scary to think about what's going to happen like 20, 30, 50 years in the future. You know, you're never going to know what's going to happen. And sometimes you question. And from that questioning, it leads to other things such as like, why are we even here? What is our purpose in life? How does the universe work? How does everything intertwine with each other? How is this relevant? How is the Bible relevant? How does this even make sense? There's no proof. Like, there's so many questions and I remember having those questions with my friends we were questioning for quite a while but as we grow older 
and we just realize i guess it wasn't even from the influence of religion itself it's just as we grow older we realize that we don't want to be stuck in a loop trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next 50 years we don't want to fuss about that we were so young and we we need to like think about what we're going to do with our lives and sometimes we don't know our purpose in life like sometimes we sometimes we want to know everything and that's why people become researchers scientists mathematicians inventors everything like that like people want to know everything people want to be in control you know and it's good it's fine but there are some things that just can't be answered and one of it it's regarding the universe it's so insanely wide and sometimes science can't explain or or like pinpoint the numbers and all the statistical facts about the universe like we don't even know a lot of things you know and my, i know this because my this person studies astronomy she wants to be an astronomer actually the, the one who responded to this question um but uh you just don't know you know and i guess we try to figure things out and sometimes we somehow make it like it's like whoa we know how cells are formed we know how we're formed we know the evolution theory we know the big bang theory all that stuff we we try to figure things out that were questionable but one thing that is that remains questionable is why are we here what is our purpose and that's where existential crisis comes in form because you don't actually know but because of that it's just that like we started understanding i guess as we grow older that like we create our own purpose sure we may not know why we're here and like how the heck like why why did we why did i come from my mother and my father and why am i the only child why do i live in this house in this area in this country we just never know but we're here now so what are you gonna do about it and so i guess as i grew older i realized that you know i make sense of my future i make sense of my own purpose i define my own purpose and like this person said like you dictate what your purpose is and your life is yours yeah i agree with that and that in that sense that way of thinking is called optimistic nihilism is that concept that you sort of obtain you know during like these existential crises or whatever and you become optimistic about things that you don't know of you know and you sort of like you know it's an it's a really good thing it's a good feeling and i guess this sort of can intertwine with um self-love and acceptance because sometimes especially us as teenagers we're at a point where we're constantly you know trying to figure out ourselves that's why we have identity crises we question a lot that's why we have existential crises we are stepping into adulthood you know and sometimes you know again like age is just a number i'm i'm gonna say that because sometimes you can be 40 and act like a two-year-old i'm not even kidding but yes it's most of the times when you're teenagers you kind of needed a sense of identity and you don't question you question a lot about who you are and from these questionings you sort of wonder right like how it's like how am i supposed to love myself when i don't even know my own purpose my own identity why i'm here like like there's so much to cover like it's like a lot and i guess during that time of confusion this person is trying to say that your life is yours so whatever you think is wrong with you or whatever it's it's to like it's like what you're gonna do next you know you know that there's something wrong with for instance your past or you know that there's something wrong with your mindset on how you perceive or view yourself but what are you going to do about it you know you you dictate your sort of next step in life and how you're going to try to fix yourself and how you're trying to constantly improve and grow from yourself and so with that you can be optimistic nihilists by sort of gaining that 
like concept getting that state of mind and improve you know and yeah being an optimistic nihilist is basically this what this person is trying to say um you know within like trying to figure out all these like things about yourself and trying to open up doors that you don't want to open up but you needed to you know it's it's just what you do with your next step it's like working with what you have it's what i'm trying to say is that um there is a point um i guess in my life where uh this is actually pretty recent it's also in this month this month has been like uh, a lot of battling with my mind i guess but one of the moments is that i uh kind of question this um there's a point where something happened and it was like it was like my tipping point and then i sort of asked myself well not really it wasn't it wasn't a question my mind basically just said something it wasn't even a question it basically just said that you know this is why people leave you it's uh it's because you're very damaged you're you're very damaged you know that and then i and then i responded back i guess and i was like that's that's true you know it's it's like someone said that to me like insulted me but because it's coming from myself i i just think that i was subconscious this entire time and so i my mind like uh, is like telling me like snap out of it girl snap out of it and so i was like wait okay that's kind of true and i look back at people that um i guess are more stable than i am like i would say that it wasn't even that serious i guess but um it was just like it was just like i was really insecure and it was at a point where my mind just told me that i was damaged and that made me even more insecure and because of that i like kind of compared myself with a lot of people that were in a better state than i am but i called tiara and i i was like crying i was like <laughs> really really like sad and like beating myself up i guess on the phone and she told me that you can't compare yourself to people who has their seeds planted in like a better surface basically she didn't say that but i i basically just like try to summer it up with like um sort of a analogy of a just seed planting you know in the bible um there's this like what do you call it like analogy yeah right you call it analogy yeah basically or metaphor i guess but it's it's basically you know what you reap you sow basically right so it's like um sometimes there are people that are planted in you know you could be like a good seed you could you could be a perfectly good and healthy seed but when you're planted in the wrong place and you're not taken care of like other seeds should be you know even the place itself you're not in the right place that you should be like for instance seeds should be like in a good like um grass um and like be watered and um you know changed uh, what do you call it like you put fertilizers on them and water and get a lot of sunlight like all that stuff but if you're put in a rocky sort of road you you can't really do anything about it because it's a rocky road you can't really you can't really grow anything from it you, you there's no there's no soil and you're not getting like the enough like nutrients in order to grow right and so there are people that are perfectly good seeds but they're planted in the wrong environment that cause them you know their stunted growth or no growth at all and sometimes you know those type of seeds they uh sometimes when they do grow they grow into a different type of plant and i guess i use that analogy to describe myself and a lot of other people that had baggages in the past that have been damaged i guess you could say um tiara doesn't like to call it damage she said it's really bad um 
it's called healing it's like not being damaged we don't want to be damaged we don't want to think of ourselves as being damaged and i am reminding myself right now actually <laughs> but yeah i think it's a good thing to remember that like you can't really compare yourself from the past that you have and the past that other people do have you know and um and that's the thing about being an optimistic nihilist is to you know you don't make it doesn't make sense why you end up the way you end up where you come from and why you're there and who put you there i guess like who wrote my book is it a man or a woman like i don't even know like what's going on god why did you write this in my life like why but it's like what are you gonna do with it like what are you are you gonna just stay there mope around and like go in a loop or are you gonna move forward and write your own chapters of your life and that's what it means to be an optimistic nihilist and so um back then i guess not really back then but a couple weeks ago you know because it's still in june that i felt recently um those type of emotions but yeah it's like i every you know as i said every day every day you grow every week you grow and looking back i guess me thinking that i was really really damaged i wasn't nope i wasn't i'm i'm perfectly fine it was just my mind that was like talking a lot and i let it spoke a lot actually and it was just me at war with myself there was really no one who said that to me and if I were to look back, I'm perfectly fine. I think I'm in a good state. I do love myself. I do think that I deserve a lot of things that are good, that are well, and I'm going to seek for that, you know, because you mirror yourself. The people you surround with mirror who you are. And I've, I look back and I look at my support system. I look at my family, I look at my friends, and I like it. I like the community that I surround myself with, and it resonates with who I am. And so I don't feel the need to be thinking that way about myself because I wouldn't say that to my friends and my friends are a reflection of who I am and so I think people need to remind themselves that that yeah you should be an optimistic nihilist you should never think that you're damaged never compare yourself to people who have different baggages and stages in their lives they're probably just as you know bad as you are suffering too from certain things but it doesn't mean that you know you're any less of them and it doesn't mean that you should be comparing to them as well so yeah what else do we have hmm this is a lot of questions already actually though there's like a lot of responses so i'm not kidding oh we have like two more okay 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 this one hmm tiara wrote this i'm just gonna say it <laughs> but yeah i love this one okay um tiara said be kind to yourself i think a lot of people are so hard on themselves and expect them to be this person in their head that doesn't even exist loving yourself means to accept every part the good and the bad you're only human you know okay i'm gonna tie this up with our very last response because it's kind of like um this kind of relates with tiara's response this person said make your flaws a strength and conquer your insecurities and that's all the responses we have that's amazing i'm gonna comment on our last one i think it's crucial yes um we are talking about you know obviously loving yourself and the most important thing thing whoa ting ting <laughs> i was thinking of chandler bing i'm not even kidding i was thinking of chandler bing for some reason because like i've been watching like friend friends like reels sort of because it's like popping in my feed and okay okay that's not that's not important but anyways the most <laughs> important thing the most important thing about um wait let me drink actually hold on okay my throat is getting dry but okay yes tiara <laughs> tiara always reassures me a lot 
you know, because uh, I do have a certain attachment style. Oh, yeah, I think it's really important for people to know their attachment style. I am an anxious attachment style. Tiara is a secure, Tiara is a secure attachment style, but I'm an anxious. And um, uh, sometimes I do need reassurance from people, my support system. They, um, especially Tiara, she, uh, and a lot of people, she gives me the reassurance that I needed. See, part of being in an anxious attachment style, you just need reassurance. You trust people. It's just that you need their um, reassurance on it. So then you could you could trust them. It's that simple. It's just, um, it's like, um, for instance, you have abandonment issues. <laughs> I'm just going to base it off my experience. But it's like, if for instance, you have abandonment issues and you think they're going to leave you or something. So you just ask them. It's like, are you going to leave me or stuff like that? You know, it's, it's kind of... Um, it's kind of the process of like healing from I guess internal wounds or you know wounded inner child's kind of thing you know and sometimes you need that constant reassurance so it's like it's fine if you're going through something like that it doesn't you you're not seen any less it's fine to be insecure everyone gets insecure all the time but yeah there are there are certain times where I get really insecure and um, Tiara and a bunch of my support systems they reassure me back on myself and my worth sometimes so that's really important and I really do want to thank them. I've, I've thanked them a lot, they know that, but <laughs> yeah, I'll get really annoying if I do thank them all the time, but I will, I will. I, I really want to thank them like a lot for you guys, you know, and for always giving me that constant reassurance, even though it's like it can be re like really annoying at some points, but I, you know, I have learned to give myself that reassurance by not letting my mind talk over my body and um, like inner thoughts also overpowering my mind and i give myself that constant reassurance so that i don't really have to go back to my friends a lot of the times but yeah um and i'm saying that because you know that is like sort of the bad of myself you know like what tiara mentioned about loving yourself um it's important to love the good and the bad part of yourself and something that irritates me the most is how much i listen to the negativity that I have in my head recently. That's the thing though, because I've never really experienced this until earlier this year. But then again, this year has been really tough on me. And I guess that's why a lot of things that are not processed, emotions that are bottled up, really stemmed to a lot of things. And because of that, my mind goes everywhere. And that's why I acknowledge those negativity because I thought that if I let the negativity out, it will run out. But instead, it's overpowering my mind and my body. And because of that, <laughs> I just couldn't get a grip of myself and I lose control and I'm all over the place and I need help. And so it's good that I have Bukarisa. <laughs> oh, okay, she's getting all the credit now. I also have have a bunch of my support systems and um, I guess that's it I don't have much but to me they're enough and to me they help me realize the good and the bad of myself and how much people care and how much I should care for myself because if people do care I should care about myself like I talked about the mirroring effect and how you know the people you're surrounded with mirror yourself and they shown me a lot I see them as role models really they showed me a lot a different perspective and a lot of intuitive responses <laughs> regarding some of the issues and how I handle them and so I I really do appreciate them them and um, when you find flaws within yourself you know sometimes especially I'm gonna tie this up a little bit with body positivity sometimes you know when people you know I've, I've gone through this phase a long 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 way back but you know obviously for a bunch of younger teenagers out there especially we were born in this like social media era where like you're constantly scrolling on people's pictures and lives and 
people always try to post the better part of themselves online you know they they you know obviously now we are in a state where people are showing more authenticity within themselves and i'm really glad that people are taking that next step but a bunch of the times people can be really insecure and if you don't have an open mind towards social media it's going to be really difficult because you're going to be constantly seeing people's bodies and like you're going to be like bodies and lives and personality and just always nitpicking on every little thing that is going on in that other person's like um social media page which which sometimes isn't even the case but my point being is just that sometimes it just leads to comparison always and it's always remember to you know sort of see beyond that be open-minded and you know social media is just a place where people are showing the good of themselves and not the bad you know most of the that's like most of the cases right but we're trying to break that cycle and i guess for young girls who are constantly in comparison with people's bodies with people's lives i want to tell you that it is not worth trying to live up to that standard there's no certain standard that really you need to follow really (laughs) like society gives you this type of like mold that shapes you into this type of person that they want you to be but you don't have to be that really it's like it's like when your parents set your rules do you really follow them no (laughs) exactly okay i'm not telling you to not follow your parents rules but i am telling you to express yourself to be able to love yourself and express yourself the way you want to be expressed and not hinder you from all of these like comparisons you know and all these things people are trying to put you up against like or towards basically like you need to have this certain type of body you need to have this certain life goal or a lifestyle and there's like so many trends of being this it girl like quote-unquote have you heard of the it girl trend i don't like that that's like trying to have like a perfect lifestyle which is good if it motivates you but if it degrades you even more that's where it gets toxic and i guess for young girls and guys and everyone else who is insecure because of the exposure to social media it is important to always have an open mind and always love yourself for the good and the bad you know and not become in comparison with a lot of people that are only showing the good you know unless you're showing the bad then there's really nothing to compare about okay like just shut up just shut up if you're not showing the bad side of yourself then really there's it's not a fair comparison it's not fair it's like you have good and bad but then you're only seeing the good in like oneself like it's it's like not a fair comparison then so yeah and i guess i've learned to do that you know growing up it was whoa oh my god i literally wanted to look like Gigi hadid kendall jenner like that was like me as a girl it was it was really difficult and i think i'm gonna have a segment on body positivity even though i've like gotten over it for like during like 2020 2019 it was like pretty old like i was like 10th grade that's for sure 10th grade i um end of 10th grade when i was going to 11th grade i finally realized that i was beautiful in my own way and shape or form and i guess i talked about how like you know i have i i'm not oh my god i don't want to sound like a pick me but it's like I've talked about like how people like girls that are more calmed and more reserved and more yeah that are more like but how do I say not polite it's like they're just more reserved and calm and they don't show their quirkiness or something like that which is so odd because most of the times especially the girls that I know of they're all very quirky in their own ways they're all very much like having their own twist and uniqueness within themselves like they have these like really funny personalities but they just don't show it you know and 
I do and I guess it was like the problem for me growing up you know because I I didn't I wanted to change myself and I had an identity crisis because of it and so I guess a lot of the times problems stem from not being able to love yourself you know having identity crises and being in confusion on who you are and I guess yeah you know always be kind to yourself it's always it's an understatement but and it's also very repetitive but it's true it's okay to not be okay and I, I remember Tiara always t- tell me that it's uh, very cliche, she said. And it's very cliche, she said, but it's not okay. It's, it's oh, okay, I'm getting it wrong. But it's okay to not be okay and always be kind to yourself. Because, yes, those two quotes are very, like, overrated, I guess. Like, a lot of people say that all the time. But it's true. It's true. Embrace what you have. Vulnerability is always the biggest strength. I learned that from Selena Gomez. But, yes. And, yeah always be kind to yourself all the time and again you know you have flaws but those flaws are your strength and by the way who really defines them as your flaws it's either you or some other person if you don't define your flaws or you define them in your own way as it to like embrace yourself and make it your strength and your own uniqueness you're gonna conquer all your insecurities just like this person said make your flaws as a strength and conquer your insecurities per Period, bestie. Yes. Go get it, girl. Girl boss gatekeep. Gate, blah. Girl boss gatekeep. That. I don't know what that trend is. But yes. Girl boss. Yes. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What do we learn today? We learned a lot of things. Yeah. Always try to have a balance, obviously, in your own mind, your own state of mind. Always be kind to yourself. Always. Always become an optimist, ni- optimistic nihilist and accept your past and all your baggages and remember when you're always saying bad stuff about yourself it's just your mind and you're only you're overthinking it a lot of the times people are just saying that sometimes but you always need to look back you know you always need to you need to know your worth so then you won't be able to accept all those like negative thoughts and you need to look back at your inner child look back at your younger self right now and you know look at them in the eye and say that you know would you ever say that to them and you know sometimes you just need the current reassurance i guess you know um but um yeah you're worthy of love um i want to say this to all my listeners that you're worthy of love you're worthy of good relationships and you're worthy of finding good stuff and being loved and cared for and earning a lot of attention and affection from a lot of people you deserve all the good in this world and you should know that so yeah Wow, it's a very wholesome episode. Very flowy too. I love talking about this. Let me know if any of you guys want a part two. And I really would love making a part two about this. Because I feel like we could see this from a different aspect too. But yeah. I hope you guys have a good rest of the day. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. Wow. It's very wholesome. I hope this helped you guys in some way. And I hope you guys could, you know, become the better version of yourself starting today. So yeah love you guys thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening and yeah i'll see you guys next time bye oh can't pause it why can't i pause it oh here we go okay bye